Well, I think this one is a long time coming, but yeah, let's get into it. Kobe Bryant, the boy king. Like I said, I didn't want to do this episode too soon. I wanted to wait a little while just because Kobe was my favorite player. And I did hold him to a high standard. And I can say that I was a fan of his work. And as an adult, I can tell you that I'm not a fan of anybody. Because that leads to idolization. Uh, which could lead to chaos and dysfunction. But the world doesn't think like I do, nor should it. And I respect what Kobe did on the basketball floor. I respect his focus, his drive, his determination to be the best. Not just the best, but the greatest. And I think that's why people across the world were so touched by him. Kobe was an example of a human being being able to achieve anything with focus and drive. But a lot of times that comes with sacrifices. He sacrificed his childhood, his family, and he gave his soul to the game. A lot of celebrities sell their souls, but Kobe sold his the basketball, and he lived with what he received from the game. He gave everything he had, and I don't think the average person gives their all to anything. Most people leave a situation saying, I wish I did it, did it this way, or I wish I did it that way. I don't think Kobe had any regrets, and, and, and he took every shot he could, and he reached his full potential as a basketball player. But how was Kobe able to be so good at basketball? And what made him so good? His love for the game probably probably brought on by his father, Joe Bryant. He played pro ball in the NBA and eventually went overseas to play in Italy to play ball as well. Kobe went with them and basically grew up in Italy from like 8 to 14. Somewhere around that age, he came back to the States and played high school ball where he was probably a little bit socially awkward. He basically was the black Italian boy who spoke three different languages and didn't really understand American culture. It's obvious to me that the cool kids and Kobe didn't mix. They probably thought he was lame because he knew all these languages and didn't listen to the music he did. And he just didn't embrace, like I said, American culture. What he did embrace was basketball. Kobe didn't spend time going to parties and trying to freak on the hoes, allegedly. He was in the gym working on his shot. Kobe used that as his edge, or what he would say, muse, to make him play at a high level. Athletes, um, former and current, should know that when you're playing a game, you cannot be a nice guy. You cannot play basketball with manners or be fair. You have to be a beast, and you have to be able to play with confidence. That's why you see inner city schools always having decent athletic programs, because those kids play with a certain level of passion that many suburban kids might not play with. But if you got talented kids, it doesn't matter if you're from the hood or if you're in the suburbs. If you can tap into that muse and play with that anger that you need to play with, that mamba mentality, then you'll be able to play your best game. And for an athlete, having the perfect game is always the goal. So how do we look at Kobe's legacy? After a death of a celebrity, we, we like to look at a person and how they made an impact on society. I know as soon as he passed away, the conspiracy theorist was going crazy. It was like, it's Illuminati. He sacrificed himself and his daughter for the Baphomet. All this crazy stuff that crossed my mind too, but let's be honest. Sometimes the death of celebrities is some type of sacrificial ritual. But I don't think that's the case in this situation. 
I truly believe this was a freak accident. And I don't want to blame anybody. If we had to blame anybody, blame the captain of the helicopter or whoever checked off and said it was okay to take that helicopter into the air. This was nothing more than a freak accident. So Kobe's legacy. There's tons of interviews on YouTube. Uh, there's tons of interviews on YouTube and the internet about Kobe post-death. Uh, one that surfaced to everyone's attention was the interview done by Gail. Uh, with Lisa Leslie as her guest. Allegedly, Lisa Le- Lisa and Kobe were friends, uh, close friends. They were both drafted by flagship LA teams in their respective leagues uh, in the same year. Gail is friends with Oprah. Uh, and they're like the nice versions of Wendy Williams. And let's make this clear. Oprah is a Luciferian. Uh, her name backwards is Harpo, uh, who's the goddess of silence in pagan mythology. So, you know, I mean, uh, on her, um, she has a TV show or a TV channel called OWN, which backwards is New World Order. Anyways, Gail is known for her tough questions and her uncomfortable interviews. Uh, Gail asks Lisa Leslie about Kobe's sex assault in 2003 and if it would affect his legacy in a negative way. Uh, Lisa, of course, um... Elisa, of course, said it wouldn't, and that uh, he never seen she never seen Kobe act in that manner. Gail then said, "Well, y'all are friends, so you probably wouldn't see that side of him." And of course, the Lisa Leslie stood her ground in defending Kobe as she should. Um, the problem is that everyone was upset with Gail for asking the question. Uh, all the emotional men and Kobe fanboys, including Crip celebrity. Uh, Snoop Dogg came out to threaten and clown Gail for her wigs and trying to tarnish, quote-unquote, Kobe's legacy. Um, He later apologized, and the video is difficult to find on the internet, by the way. Um, But let's talk about the Kobe case. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Kobe case. Uh, First, I think we need to establish, though, a little background about the NBA and Laker culture in general. During the 80s, it was well known that the NBA had a drug use and a drug problem, and athletes basically went from city to city having orgies and popping pills. Uh, the Lakers were probably the leaders of this drug and sex culture. Jerry Jones, or not Jerry Jones, <laughs> Jerry Buss uh, had tons of sex kittens and Playboy girls for his teams, including Magic Johnson. Uh, him and Magic Johnson had a very close relationship, and they were involved in many orgies and whatnot. Of course, in the 90s, uh, the NBA cleaned up his image, especially after Magic got caught the AIDS virus. Uh, we all know the type of stuff that was going on. We all know the type of stuff that's going on in 2020. So why you don't think it was going on in the 90s? NBA players was going in the hotel smashing chicks on the road. It's pretty normal protocol, especially if you don't have a lot of self-discipline. So in 2003, Kobe was caught up in a sexual case where the girl claimed Kobe raped her. The girl had bruises around her neck and trauma in her vagina area, like rough sex had partaken. Uh, The reason for this, Kobe said allegedly that this is how he has sex with other women besides his wife. Uh, It was also mentioned that she was bleeding after intercourse uh, because she had leaned over, because she was being smashed, leaned over by a chair. Uh, she claimed she told Kobe to stop and 
Kobe didn't. Kobe said that he stopped uh, after he asked if he can ejaculate on her face. Um, there was also DNA on her panties of another male. and uh, Allegedly, he was Caucasian. Uh, she claims that this is because she wore dirty drawers. Uh, either way, the bitch is nasty. Uh, she had an orgy <laughs> like most girls like doing. They just won't admit it. Or she nasty as hell for wearing some dirty-ass drawers. Um, and Kobe nasty for smashing that girl with some dirty drawers, if that's the case. But nah. <laughs> The case was dropped after she didn't want to testify. And Kobe, uh, and Kobe, if he was convicted, was facing anywhere from probation to life in prison. Uh, oh, and before I forget, Kobe did make a comment about Shaq saying that... Oops, Kobe made a comment about Shaq saying that uh, he would just pay off girls in this type of situation. I just raised my eyebrows. You can't see it. <laughs> um, at that moment, though, all his endorsements dropped. Um, all his endorsements dropped him. He was traveling back and forth to the games from Colorado handling this case. Uh, I think Kobe Bryant knew he was innocent of the rape case. Uh, but he was guilty of cheating on his wife. Uh he had this good guy image that was the complete opposite of what uh, that was basically tarnished of the complete opposite of the, the image that he had in public. While in trial, he was still playing games, though, getting buckets. Uh, he had a few games with 25 plus games and a couple 30 pieces in there. Um, his back was against the wall. His freedom was on the line, but he kept his composure. He never cried. Uh, he never whined. He never lied. Well, in the beginning, he did say he didn't smash her, but he quickly confessed. Look, Kobe was 25. I think he was having his first child at the time. He was young. He was fly. He had hoes. I mean, I don't know why people don't think men have hoes, like, especially celebrities. But, bro, the fucking local mailman has hoes. So it's nothing for a man to find women who will let them do nasty things to her. He said, allegedly, that he only has rough sex with women uh, who aren't his wife. Um, like, she had, like I said, like he was he, he was basically choking her and strapping her. He said he had her, like, from behind. He, he was really getting into detail what he was doing to this girl. <laughs> uh, meaning, you know, that he makes love to his wife and he disrespects concubines. He would never nut in Vanessa's face. Hell no. But these little thirsty, little nasty chicks who, you know, who cares? Um, you know, she probably felt disrespected. And she was like, man, I need some money. I'm a claim rape. The plan worked because, you know, even though he wasn't found guilty, they did settle for an undisclosed amount, allegedly for around $2.5 million. Uh, Kobe broke his wife off with a fat ring, and he held a press conference after the case was dropped. Um, and I think this is media gold. <laughs> I'm sure it has millions of videos on YouTube. Uh, he was completely sincere. Um, his wife held him down. I'm proud of her because she could have been a, she could have acted her ass. I guess I'm just used to the black girls that you know they all got attitudes and they would never. But I digress. This isn't about so-called race in America. Uh, she held him down, and we didn't really hear any problems about them until about 2013. Um, they were going to file for divorce, but they didn't. Um, 
you know, I, I know people want to immortalize Kobe and they want to save his legacy and make it squeaky clean, but Kobe was a human being. Uh, he was a man just like all of us. He wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. He learned from them. Um, he was a good guy. Did he have hoes and cheat on his wife? Probably. Uh, was he a bad father or a bad husband for that? No, not at all. Uh, that case doesn't ruin his legacy. It, it happened. You talk about it and you move on. It was a money grab. The girl took advantage of the system. Kobe got caught cheating. We move on. Now let's talk basketball. <sighs> the five-time champion drafted in drafted 13th overall by the Charlotte Hornets, and I know they pissed. He was immediately traded for Vladi Divac uh, to the Lakers. In the season before that, the Lakers had Magic Johnson. He had just retired for the second time. Uh, that very next year, the Lakers signed Shaq for seven years, $120 million, which sounds pretty low, but 1996, that's a bag. Trust me. Kobe came. He came in hungry as a rookie, not only for a payday, but for a legacy. The first season, they finished with 56 wins. They lost to Utah, who went on to lose to Jordan in the NBA Finals to you know end his repeat, his three-peat, his second three-peat. Um, in his second year, they finished with 61 wins, making it to the Western Conference Finals, only to lose to the Utah Jazz again, who were clearly a smarter team. They weren't better, but they were smarter. High IQ, John Stockton and Carl Malone. Uh, Kobe came off the bench, and he still managed to get all-star honors. In his third year, they came off with a record of 31-19. Uh, that was a lockout season. Uh, they were again swept in the playoffs, but not, not by the more talented, but the more higher IQ San Antonio Spurs. In Kobe's fourth year, though, he won his first NBA championship, beating Reggie Miller, the other O'Neal, and Jalen Rose. They have just hired Phil Jackson. Uh, Shaq was dominant, uh, clearly, uh, but this did add to Kobe's legacy, only because he was on the team, though. The team was clearly centered around Shaq, and Kobe was just another part of the puzzle. Not to take away from his greatness, but Penny Hardaway uh, could have did the same thing, and D-Way was able to do the same thing. So we got to give, uh, give credit to Shaq for these championships. They did win 67 games. And he was on the all-defensive team, so we can't say we can't take away Kobe and his greatness. But if it wasn't for Shaq, they not winning that. The very next year, the Lakers won back to back against the 76ers, 76ers, who were led by Allen Iverson and Larry Brown. Uh, this series is interesting to me because he was playing against his hometown city, well, his birth town. Of course, Kobe grew up in Italy and played ball, and but he played ball in. Uh, Of course, he grew up in Italy, but he played ball in suburban Lower Marymount, Slower, Lower Marion, Lower Marymount. Ah, y'all got it. Whatever, which is in the suburbs, not in the city. Uh, but he did play in the city gyms just to get his name out there, and he practiced with the 76ers at a seven as a seventeen year old. John Lucas used to brag about him all the time. But when the Lakers played the 76ers, they always booed them. They always booed him. Uh. Yes, the city of brotherly love booed one of its only brothers. Uh, even when he won the All-Star MVP in 2002 in the Wells Fargo Arena, he was booed. 
shaking my head. It wasn't until he was retired and he had his farewell farewell tour that he started to get respect from the city. And, of course, when he passed. But in this series, they suffered their only loss during the playoffs in overtime uh, when I think AI had it, 48. And I think the city wanted AI to win because he was cooler than Kobe. He represented Philly in that gangster culture that David Stern put to a halt real quick. I mean, at the time, AI was getting his hair braided at the bench. Somebody, but that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Uh, they got gently swept, and history was written. The very next year, the Lakers won their third title in a row. Uh, we called it a three-peat, sweeping uh, Jason Kidd and the Nets. And, of course, led by Shaq's dominance. And Kobe did his thing, too. The Lakers then win another championship until 2009, but they almost won their fourth and fifth year in fourth and five years against the Pistons. Uh, but Larry Brown got his revenge. Uh, in that time, Kobe was pretty. He had some pretty amazing games, including the 81 game performance, the most points scored in the NBA game that we can watch. We cannot see Wilt's hundred points, and to be honest, I think that's fake. Uh, in 2008. Kobe reached the finals again, but he lost. It was against the Celtics. Um, he won the next two after that, though, under Phil Jackson with the help of Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom. Kobe, Kobe Bryant had some pretty good games, um, and he tried to carry his team to another championship run, but he can never do it. Uh, he can never really get a good team around him. It's hard to say that Kobe wasn't a top player in the 2010s, but he wasn't. He ran the 2000s, and that was his decade. Uh, his legacy is protected by his 12-time all-defensive teams and his five championships. That's all you need to say to me uh, to tell me that he's one of the best. I always say this. It's the Holy Trinity. Michael is the father. Kobe is the Holy Spirit. LeBron is the son. And like I always say, y'all, it is what it is. All praise goes to the most high. We out.